This episode of Priority One Podcast is brought to you by our Patreon supporter, Mizugai. We thank him and all our other patrons for their monthly support. Command codes verified. Priority One message from Starfleet coming in on secure channel. Greetings, Admirals. You're listening to episode 234 of Priority One Podcast, the premier Star Trek Online podcast, recorded live on Thursday, August 6th, 2015, and available for download or streaming on Monday, August 10th at PriorityOnePodcast.com. I'm Jace. And I'm Kenna. Kenna, what do we have in store this week? This week, we're looking forward to season 11, A New Dawn, which was just announced. We have an exclusive interview with Al Captain Gecko Rivera and a few other exciting guests, recorded live at the Star Trek Las Vegas convention. He'll be answering some questions about the new season, as well as taking a few others submitted by Priority One listeners. But before we get to that, in Star Trek Online news, we're talking about the rather lengthy patch notes this week, with some new features and one controversial nerf. We're also looking at what the devs are currently doing to combat lag. And of course, after the interview, we'll open hailing frequencies for your incoming messages. Speaking of hailing frequencies, it's great to receive all your messages. So chat with us during our live stream on Thursday nights at PriorityOnePodcast.com forward slash live, or answer our community questions by commenting on our website, Facebook.com forward slash Priority One, or via Twitter at STO Priority One. Did you know that this podcast isn't all we've been up to? Priority One Productions has now launched a new show called On Screen. Watch Star Trek with familiar hosts and special guests as they offer colorful commentary on the episodes. Visit onscreenpodcast.com for more information. Thanks again to all our Patreon supporters, old and new, that make this show possible from week to week. Because of your support, the servers stay on, the power keeps flowing, and the team keeps producing. Help us improve the show by considering a financial contribution via our Patreon page. One last thing, listeners. Our writing team is looking for new contributors to the blog. If you're interested, shoot us an email at incoming at priorityonepodcast.com or click on Redshirt Uncle Sam on our website for more information. Now let's find out what happened this week in Star Trek Online. Computer status report. Status. Incoming message. I'm only in the mood for good news today. Kicking off this week in Star Trek Online news, we have a very lengthy series of release notes for Holodeck. We'll touch on a few of the highlights here and then uh, discuss the subject a bit between us. But I certainly, as usual, encourage everyone to check out these patch notes. Many systems, many powers, many costumes were affected. And you're going to want to take a look, at least scan through it for some of your most frequently used uh, abilities or races and so on. You may find something relevant to you. So, 
Starting off, weapon signature amplifiers and nullifiers, which are embassy consoles, had the following changes. The plasma explosion proc gained from these consoles is no longer capable of landing a critical hit under any circumstances. Previously, crits were only actually functional during beam fire at will and at no other time. The damage of the plasma explosion proc has also been reduced by approximately 25%. Recipes were added for brand new consumables to all R&D schools. These recipes unlock at research and development level 10 in each respective school, and each yield a stack of five on success, 10 on a critical. Examples of these are max hull with instant hull heal, or plus damage, one for energy, one for kinetic, one for exotic. Cooldowns on all standard space batteries have been reduced from 120 seconds to 60 seconds. Shared cooldowns on standard space batteries reduced from 60 seconds to 30 seconds. And shared cooldowns on standard ground devices reduced from 30 seconds to 15 seconds. Cooldowns on standard ground devices are unchanged, remaining at 15 seconds. There's much, much more, as I said, including the new effect of the Mannheim device. Now the temporal duplicates act independently and will not share damage onto your ship. Plus you and they gain a large boost to damage resistance during the effect. Much better than the old suicide console. As always, the link will be in the show notes so you can check out the many updates to Space Barbie and other vital game systems. So, so Jace. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Should we talk about the thing? Absolutely. Which, yeah, which is the embassy consoles. The plasma um, elephant in the room. The plasma elephant in the room, yeah, because this has kind of blown up in various places, the forums, Reddit, Twitter, and it's basically, it's a massive nerf, let's be honest, to how the embassy consoles currently work. Yes, and I would say that when it comes to the heart of it, the ire over it is especially focused around the fact that instead of being able to fix this so that the crits worked properly across all kinds of abilities, the crit is just being taken away as a short-term fix, as a yeah. uh, balance against beam fire at will, which we know is a problem ability that has been altered and changed and fixed and broken and nerfed and buffed in all these different ways over the years. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they have said that this is a temporary fix. Well, They've said it's a temporary fix, but you can argue whether it's a fix or a nerf. <laughs> but it's, you know, with it's designed to help balance out uh, the other weapon types, isn't it? Yes, because right uh, now, because it would only crit under beam fire at will, and of course beam fire at will firing so many attacks is getting more crits, it was disproportionately more than just the amount of the crits, it was way above and beyond the performance if you were to use these with cannons or projectile weapons. There is a perception that they have broken something that was actually working as intended, but I think you kind of have to take it on balance that actually it wasn't working as intended. It was only working part way as intended. So they've had to take the view that on the balance for most players that it's better to take that critical hit off for now, mm-hmm. fix it, and then perhaps we'll see it reintroduced hopefully soon, because I know a lot of people are upset about this. Yes. It's also a little unclear to some why the damage was just reduced across the board, although it mm. seems to be that this is largely because these consoles, even though they're in science slots, were actually outperforming Fleet Spire attack consoles in terms of the DPS gain people were getting from slotting them, which really isn't logical 
No, I agree. I agree. I think there is also a little bit of frustration going on with the timing of this because obviously it's something that was released on Tribble, I believe, uh, last Friday. I don't know. I don't remember yes, what the date is. Yes, but unfortunately is. it wasn't in the patch notes and it was right before the upgrade weekend. Exactly. And there are a few people, and I don't think it's all players, but I think there are a lot of people who would have taken that opportunity to purchase those consoles and spend a lot of dilithium and a lot of money to get their upgrades all the way up to Mark 14 Epic. I mean, can you imagine if you went out, you grinded all your fleet credits to get those consoles, you maybe stack two or three, and then you also spend however many hundreds of thousands of dilithium and upgrades to, to get that. I can really understand why people would be upset. I think the only saving grace is that, you know, it's promised to come back, but who knows what will happen in the meantime, because these consoles were sort of, uh, everyone who was doing high DPS, quote unquote everyone, had these consoles and were using them. And they've only recently been nerfed when the damage over time was reduced to a, a, a the single plasma explosion. So that And that wasn't that long ago, that was only a few weeks back. And now doing it again, I can see why some people are getting really upset over it. It's frustrating. I absolutely agree. The fact remains, though, that ultimately these are still a very solid choice and likely for many builds still best in slot. And if even after a 25% nerf and no more crits, they're still best in slot, it does kind of suggest that they were in fact overpowered. Whether that was working as intended or not, whether that was communicated correctly or not, the fact kind of remains. I do, I've commented on this before, that sometimes their communication about these things is really lacking in especially unfortunate ways. I really try to never assume malicious intent where oversight or, or if you'll forgive my saying so, incompetence could explain the problem. But this was another one of those things where the timing of a nerf was terrible. Right before the lithium weekend, and it wasn't in the patch notes. It was a stealth nerf when people were about to go and spend a bunch of like you said, the lithium and energy credits. Yep, and then sometimes you know real life money because you know the quickest way, quickest way to get dilithium is to spend cash on it. So. Which I absolutely have done before, not recently, but in the past certainly. So it's um, very understandable frustration in the community. I do think once the dust settles, you're not going to want to unequip these consoles for most of your builds, and the people most affected are going to see a couple k drop off of a hundred k run. So I, I think that, like, you are probably using them on your Arbiter that you just got 20k in, and you're going to be just fine and be able to hit 20k again with those same things slotted. So moving on from them, can we just talk about these new consumables? And, well, it, it also has to do with the cooldowns on the space batteries, because where we've got new consumables coming in and making the, well, uh, space and ground devices having a shorter cooldown period, it kind of, it seems like we're ha- we are being moved towards a different style of gameplay like do you agree with me yeah i think that they're trying to better encourage the use of these consumables that maybe in a short run you could only use maybe three in an entire isa if even so this is this is quite nice i'm in favor of this gives you a reason to craft them there's more diversity in the consumables and you can use them more frequently i mean what's not to like 
and it'll potentially open up a whole new market on the exchange, which is music ah, to my ears. There we go. Now I see the interest. Uh, but yeah. that whole one is, is music to my ears because I'm flying the Nandi right now, which is much lighter and flimsier than what I'm used to because I usually fly dreadnoughts or heavy cruisers or carriers. And I've actually switched back to this destroyer for the first time in a really long time. And I'm enjoying it, but I definitely have to fly with more care. And a max hull and hull heel is wonderful. I will definitely be crafting some of those. Yep, and I'll definitely be going for the plus damage and looking out for maybe changing my playstyle a little bit to try and use some more consumables because I always have batteries equipped and I never ever use them. Um, and mostly that's because they the cooldown was so long that you can't use very many in any given run. So I will definitely be trying them out. I mean, I don't know if my playstyle will change permanently, but it will be interesting to see, especially some of the real high DPSers, if they start using them and what kind of results that they can get on top of what they're already doing. Agreed. The other issue that uh, has been going on in the forums and Reddit and Twitter this week, Laughing Trendy wrote a lengthy reply on the forums on all about how Cryptic are responding to the problems of lag. Now, lag, as you know, has been a major complaint from players for some time now. And while we do get occasional updates from the devs, many players are still upset by persistent issues in game and frustrated by what they see as a lack of action to tackle the problem. So Trendy went to Cryptic to talk about lag specifically, and I'll just share some highlights about what she said. So there's two main issues that they're currently working on, and the first one is the game crashing. Now, apparently there's a graphics-related crash happening around startup that they know is an issue, but sadly there isn't an obvious cause, so they're still gathering data. They are currently testing a solution that should be ready soon and will hopefully fix the majority of issues. Second, and this is the big one, lag. They're focusing mainly on server stalls uh, as opposed to client stalls, but a lot of the server stalls have to do with how certain player powers and certain NPC powers are written. So here's an example. All Borg ships use the ability Assimilate Ship. That's the one where the borders of your screen go all red, so I'm sure we've all seen it. The way this power was originally written meant that it was essentially making a copy of the player's ships every six seconds. Put that on a busy map with lots of Borg ships, lots of captains, and it quickly puts a huge load on the server. And keeping in mind that each player's ship has something like 300 powers associated with it. This one's recently been fixed and it's expected to go live in a few weeks, but there are more like it on the hit list and they each take time to rewrite and test, which is why you probably haven't seen a drastic increase in server performance. So the upshot is that the dev team and Trendy are both renewing the efforts to try and keep the community informed of what's going on. So do keep an eye on the forums for more updates soon. Just one further note on that subject. If you're experiencing any issues with lag, Maria Rosso, Zeronius Rex, pointed out that you should, quote unquote, know your enemy. Low FPS, frames per second, is going to be like you're running through molasses. Even turning the camera is slow to react. Lag, at least server side, is what's going to cause things like rubber banding or long delays between clicking a button and seeing its result. Knowing the difference will really help the devs track down any issues, and she encourages players to send any lag-related feedback via the forums as opposed to Reddit or Twitter to make it easier to track. Yeah, that was a that was a good thing for her to point out to me because I know that sometimes when I'm playing in game and I'm having issues, I can't always tell whether it's my computer just having a moment 
or whether it's uh, on the server side. So that is a, a little bit of a help to tell the difference. Absolutely. It feels like we've just had season 10.5 released, but we are already looking forward to season 11. Just announced this week, the new season is entitled A New Dawn, and while details are still coming in, we do have a few juicy tidbits for you. A New Dawn picks up the story after the end of the Iconian War. According to the blog, it will focus on rebuilding and hope, a stark contrast to the Iconian War's dark storyline. There will be new story content and new characters and races to meet, one of whom is Mira Lita, voiced by Chase Masterson. We will also see the introduction of the Admiralty system, where players will finally be able to live up to their Admiral ranks and use their inactive ships to complete assignments and get rewards. We'll expand on the new features as we get details in the coming weeks, but for now you can watch our recording of the Star Trek Online panel from the Las Vegas convention, or the new trailer. We'll leave links to both of these on the blog post for this episode, priorityonepodcast.com forward slash PO234. And of course, Al Captain Gecko Rivera will be revealing a little bit more in our interview, so stay tuned. So that brings us to this week's community question. What are your thoughts about Season 11, and what are you most looking forward to? Again this week, in an effort to bring you some of the news and comments from PWE and Cryptic that aren't officially announced in the blogs, here's the latest comments pulled from the Twitterverse. Thomas Maroney, at Thomas the Cat, tweeted, Mike Okuda was kind enough to talk shop with me briefly at the Trek Online Game booth. Hashtag STLV. Maria Rosso, Zeronius Rex, tweeted, After heckling boss, maybe in need of a new job. Hashtag worth it. Zeronius Rex also tweeted, New playable species? Crowd wants spoonheads. Yes, we do. (laughs) Al Captain Gecko Rivera tweeted, The Meet the Devs gathering was so amazing. So great to talk to so many folks who just love the game. Their gratitude is humbling. Thank you. And lastly, before we wrap up Star Trek Online news, here are some upcoming events to look forward to. This is the last week to get your spec point or upgrade from the featured episode Broken Circle. Don't miss the chance to get that new skill or a few more tech points. Also, just announced, the Crystalline Cataclysm is back. Starting this week on August 13th and running through September 3rd, complete the daily Crystalline Entity queue and collect Crystalline Shards to complete the event project. That wraps up Star Trek Online news this week. Now let's take an incoming message from our away team at this year's Star Trek Las Vegas convention. Security clearance level three or above is required to access files. This is Captain Benjamin Sisko. Authorization Sisko Alpha One Alpha. Logs accessed. Well, good afternoon, Admirals. You are tuned into a live broadcast from Star Trek. Las Vegas, the 2015 convention. Woohoo! I know it's been it's been a wild ride already these last two days, and I am joined today. Uh, we have a few very very special guests, uh, but first I do have to thank uh, our our sponsor, Geek Nation Tours, because without them, Priority One it would not be here. So. A big thanks to Terrace over at Geek Nation Tours. If you're planning on coming to the 50th anniversary of Star Trek as Star Trek Las Vegas, you're going to want to check out Geek Nation Tours. But I'm joined by very, very special guests. And we're going to go around the room and let's see if they recognize your voices. Why don't we start with you, sir? Um, do you recognize my voice? Because if I say who I am, it's going to give I know, it away. No, no, don't give it away. Oh, okay. I wonder, I wonder hey, everyone, this is Brandon. <laughs> Grand Flakes. That's right. So we're joined by Brandon, who... 
along with Mark. Mark, say hi. Hi, if you can still understand me. <laughs> That's now, Brandon, yeah. now, Brandon and Mark, for those of you that uh, don't know or haven't been listening to the show for long, uh, Brandon and Mark were the founders of Priority One Podcast. These two passed on the torch over to James, Elliot, and me almost four years ago now. Crazy. Uh, I remember the call. I remember that first call. <laughs> I'm going to release me. your audition tape. Okay. Okay. I'm going to find it. I'm going right. to release it. I have it. it. I think I have it. Oh, you do? Yeah, okay. yeah. So it's it's an honor having you guys joining us, and, and it's, it's really good having you. And then and we are also joined by Star Trek Online's lead designer, Al Captain Gecko Rivera. Al, thank hey. you for, uh, thank for you. sitting down. Sure. Though we thank wouldn't be here. here. Any of us wouldn't be here without <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah, yeah right? Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe. Uh, it's <laughs> not just about me, right? There's a lot of people who work on this game, but thank you. Thank you for, for, for having me here. It's always fun to be back on uh, Priority One. So, um, why so flashing? why don't we talk about the panel? Why don't we talk about why last don't night's we? fantastic panel? Was it fantastic? Um, it was. It, yeah. was it, it was actually really, really good. And what, what? Let's talk first of all. Let's talk about first the moment from uh, the fans that gave you oh. that gift. Yes. Wow. And I'm going to have to start with an apology because everything's still a blur, and I don't remember the name of the fleet. But the I don't know if everyone here remembers the fleet. I had the fleet written down and. It happened so fast and I was completely blown away. So the very first question we got was from this fleet came up and presented us with this amazing gift. And it was this huge, I guess you call it a shadow box, right? Glass encased shadow box from this fleet showing their appreciation of the game. And it has pictures of their, of their fleet and all these badges and patches and pins that they constructed, emblems from their fleet, and along with this huge book photo book that they that they put together that's got action shots of all their adventures and all their fleet members in there and it's a beautiful book it's by uh, it's like one of those books you get like on Macintosh or I forgot one of the online services you can use to put together they, they said they worked a year on it you can tell he's probably spent hundreds of dollars on it and it was really really humbling and amazing just you know sign of just appreciation and generosity and there are no words. There are no words to, to, for that. It was completely unexpected. And um, it, it reminds me why we do this because, you know, I love Star Trek and this game is, you know, there's a lot of me in there and it's my, it's my art and along with everyone else's, but it's very personal to me as well. And yes, it's a business, but just like if I was to paint a painting and sell it, I want people to enjoy what we make and to see that people being touched and having so much fun with what I'm working on and what we're working on as a team it reminds me of what we're doing because it's so often we get caught up in the negativity on the forums or on Reddit or something and, and you know it can be really disappointing and and you forget about how many people really really love what we do and, and how much it's affected. I, I saw another couple here that I met a couple years ago who met in Star Trek Online who were in different company, country, countries and got married. And a little and a boy who I've watched over three years comes here every year, and now he's almost taller than me. And he has he had his bar mitzvah that Star Trek Online theme. He had an Odyssey cake made. And his home room is decorated as Star Trek Online. And so the personal stories and how much and, and the people come up here and just want to shake your hand, just want to meet you, take pictures with you. It's so humbling. And and what the suite did was just it's just it was above and beyond anything I could have imagined. So that was just a just. The, the biggest treat that I could have ever had here coming to the convention. It was a, it was a remarkable moment. We'll be really taking was. really good pictures of that. That's going to get a big center space in our in our office. We're going to take a bunch of pictures of it. We'll give due credit to the fleet. Uh, make sure that everybody knows who was involved in that. Again, I apologize. I forgot their fleet name. 
and um, and so we'll get good pictures so everyone can see all the hard work that they put into that. Um, so that that we will cherish that forever. It really was a great moment. So let's talk about the panel. Let's talk about you know what what was uh, discussed at the panel and what uh, what players can look forward to uh, in season eleven. Well, a large part of the panel was a story retrospective. Um, we were. You know, we come here to not just not just for the community, for the fans, but we also want to reach out to new potential fans. And so we did a. We want to talk about how we make story in the game, what the story has come from, where it's going, how we involve the actors. So we called it a story retrospective. So we went through that, and then we were uh, we were joined by by Chase Masterson and Aaron Eisenberg, uh, and a surprise appearance by Denise Crosby. A, a little backside story. Aaron Eisenberg was went on stage uh, a couple of panels before us, and he had to go to a photo shoot. But his photo shoot got delayed, and when we're going on stage, Creation says, "Oh, he hasn't even started his photo shoot. He's not going to be able to make the panel." So we're in a little bit of panic. But Denise Crosby coming off stage, and and I asked her, "Hey, you know, we're short. Aaron's not going to be able to make it. Can you make it?" So sure. And so she decided to join in. She's also doing voiceover work in the, in the next coming stories. But then Aaron got off got, got off his photo shoot early, and. He came on stage in full makeup as Nog, so that was amazing. So we had all three of them up there, and that was that was pretty tops. That was pretty big to have all three of those uh, those amazing stars up there with us. And then we talked um, we talked about what's to come for for season eleven. So next week will be the next episode of the Iconian War. It'll be it'll be an episode called Butterfly, and it will feature Aaron Eisenberg. And then about a month or so after that, we don't have an exact date. It'll be the finale of uh, of the Iconian War. And as I mentioned in the panel, and I'm kind of on, I'm kind of on doing this on, on muscle memory right now because I practiced, you know, what we want to talk about. It is, uh, you know, an epic battle for the for for the uh, for the galaxy, and it will have a pretty uh, pretty amazing, powerful Star Trek style ending that I think everyone's going to really love. That episode is called Midnight. It's the end of the Demons of Air and Darkness, and I mean not to give away spoilers. You don't die, and the galaxy survives. So I don't think that should be too much of a spoiler. But then, um, then we have after midnight, we have a new dawn, right? And so new dawn is a it's a it's a different it's a different feeling, it's a different style. Where it's a, it's a story about hope and rebuilding after the war, you know. And it's a great way to stay in shape. <laughs> I had that in my head, like. <laughs> Poor ESD though. Like I saw that trailer for season eleven. Pardon? I saw the trailer for season eleven and it just looks like ESD is like cannot catch a break. I know. <laughs> that that's that's actually yeah um, yeah. There's there's ESD. Sure. I mean, if you're going to uh, do some hurt hurting on the uh, Federation, where else would you go? Right? Of course. I so, season eleven will be a brand new story arc, right? So. We'll be ending the five, six-year story of the Iconian War and starting a whole new story arc that's just going to take, you know, that'll continue for the, year, the next, you know, couple of years. And um, so it's a great time for a new player to come into the game because you'll be starting from the ground floor with a new story. And as I mentioned, it's about rebuilding, and we'll be introduced to a new, a new villain, one that's been on the show, but one we've never seen in Star Trek Online. And in a strange way, you're going to kind of witness their origin story about uh, 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 about them. So, so we've got the New Dawn storyline, but we also have a secondary storyline that's going on in, in the game, and that'll be the um, a Mirror Universe storyline. So the Mirror Universe, everything that happens over here happens there, so they had their own Iconian War. And so we get to learn what happened over there, and that's where we bring in Chase Masterson, 
Chase Masterson will be leading the Mirror Universe of Terran Empire forces as the fleet admiral, Admiral Lita, coming in and attacking the Prime Universe. So he'll be setting up a beachhead in, in the Badlands. So there'll be a new battle zone there, and there'll be a, a, a battle the queues, the battle for Deep Space Nine, both exterior and interior queues. And one thing I didn't mention in the, pa in the panel yesterday is that we'll also be finally revamping the Cardassian story arc. So, and that will give the backstory about about what's happening in the to the Mirror Universe story that in, that'll be in the queues. And Chase Maston is as as uh, Mirror Lita will be taking place in in that as well. Wow, that's exciting. That's very exciting. Uh, we, we, we had several people asking about the Cardassians and you know, things like that. So. Yeah, so that'll, that'll finally happen, and that'll be the last piece of Federation story or Federation content that was from launch that has been, that'll have been finally been, um, that hasn't been remastered yet. So you mentioned Chase Masterson. Yes. We got a question from Talon84. Will other DS9 stars appear in Season 11? I know that Aaron Eisenberg, Jerry Ryan... Uh, Aaron Eisenberg and Jerry Ryan and all those are going to be in season 10-5 in the finale episode. Oh, okay. So season 11 season is just is just Chase Masterson, okay. right? Okay. And so that's all that we have right now lined up as far as far as stars. That's it for now. There there um, there always will be more to come in the future. Right. Mark, why don't you go ahead and ask yeah, the sure. We call another one in from Ben Kendall. In your last interview in Florida One, you mentioned that some systems they had planned being moved around. Is the skill tree revamp still going ahead for season 11 or is that going to be postponed until a later season? Uh, skill, skill, tree, skill revamp is not for season 11. Skill revamp uh, hopefully will be uh, season 12 but uh, I think it's scheduled for season 12 release right now but you know who knows what will happen uh, but it's definitely not for 11. Brandon why don't you take uh, next question? Uh, so this one comes from Michael McDonald. Uh, so, uh, with the announcement of Season 11, will DS9 interior map be getting a revamp similar to the scale that was done for ESD? That's a very good question. We, uh, we actually have started working on revamping the interior of Deep Space Nine. Um, it is not complete and will not be ready for Season 11, but uh, we had hoped to get that done, but, um, but it's not going to be ready in time. But it is being worked on. Okay, another one from Talon84. Is the Admiralty system an extension or evolution of the duty officers? The Admiralty system. Um, it is. That's probably a fair way to put it. It's not really. I guess it's a fair enough way of putting it as far as an extension or, or, or an evolution of the duty officer system. It's similar in that you get to send ships off on assignments, but the gameplay and the choices and the rewards. Uh, it's all it's all built very very differently. It's it's a completely different system as far as su how success is gauged and how and how the, the the values are. For instance, every ship is unique. You're not going to have hundreds of them. You have you'll have you'll have um, <clears throat> excuse me ships for the admiralty system equivalent to how many ships that you own. Um, we find that the average person owns about 15 ships. Of course, that can range from anywhere from I guess one to I guess probably would never be one because you need at least five because you can't access the admiral system until you are an admiral. So an average between five and, and 60. So it's a much more strategic gameplay as far as you're not just throwing ships in automatically. You're going to be much more strategic as far as like which ships you want to send on these assignments. Every ship is unique and has uh, uh, some unique abilities. Those abilities could be something like this ship adds plus five science for every other science vessel that is in this assignment or this ship will, if successful, will bring back prisoners as rewards, or this ship could add, you know, has a set bonus with other Dominion ships, something like that. So they all have these more 
CCG style special abilities associated with them. Did you have a question? Is that on a base class level? Like, so, like, Galaxy has different variants. Will there yeah. be different abilities for each different yeah, every variant? Car, everyone's unique. So the, so the Tier 4 Galaxy will be a, a, its own card, its own its own ship, and the Tier 5 will be its own, and the Tier 6 will be its own. If you have a Tier 5 and you up, upgrade it to Tier 5U and then and, and then complete its mastery, you actually will upgrade the card itself. You won't oh. get a new one. It'll just, because you, you can only ever have one, right? Nice. And so, so you can actually improve your cards by improving by upgrading your ship and improving mastery. Will lockbox ships like have a special, even better enhancement since they're kind of rare? There, there, there are uh, a the ships will actually come in tiers, tiers one through, um, you know, tiers one through six, as okay. well as Got as it. well as um, just like your cards, as well as qualities, you know, white through gold. Uh, okay. 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 Cool. So yeah, the I don't remember if the lockbox ships are considered ultraviolet or gold. I can't okay. recall, but. Um, and we probably will eventually re actually release standalone ships from the Android system that aren't tied to owning a ship. So we might just release, okay, here you can actually have the uh, the, the Enterprise, right, oh. as a ship that you can send on an assignment. How cool. Right? So you can actually have unique, those would be like gold foil cards, yeah. right, if you get, if you so get cool. access to that. And there's three campaigns to launch with, and then there'll eventually be more, so there's the Federation campaign, the Romulan campaign, and the... Klingon campaign. We'll probably add more, like maybe the Borg campaign, the Kardashian campaign, Delta campaign, whatever, whatever we come up with in the future. Unlike the duty officer system, where the rewards are kind of meaningless, every campaign emphasizes a certain particular type of reward. Cool. And so you're you're actually going after something specific, and they all have a tour of duty. And so as you complete the tour of duty, as you're building the the, the uh, working towards these assignments, similar to how you do chains. You then boom, you ding, and you get ah. a big chunk of rewards of something. It might be a big chunk of dilithium, or a big chunk of skill points, or a big chunk of fleet marks, or something like that. Repeatable, but large, and that could take you like up to a week to complete. Um, in addition, you know, but the individual assignments are pretty fast. Since right? you're an admiral, can you do that all from one location, or will you? Yeah, need you don't to have to travel. Out, you don't have to travel. You don't have to travel uh, and go to different places. So you can just access it right there. And again, it's more of the details. Like every ship will has like a tactical, and engineering, and science value, right? Uh, everyone has a, a cargo, which is like a reward, uh, like a reward modifier, cool. something like that. Uh, there's a, there's you actually have a chance to fail, right? So you can you're you have to meet the requirements, but you can send it out early if you don't have, meet the requirements. If you meet the requirements, then that, then that all goes into crit, but you can actually still crit. You don't have to meet the requirements to crit. Cool. So if like if let's just make up a number, the sure. score is 50. And you go in there with a 55, then you get some value to crit. But if you if you go in there with a 40, you could still you could still you could fail. But if you win, then you still have a chance to crit. And then there's some ships that will increase your ability to crit. That's their ability. And or if you crit, then you get the special reward. That might be a power on a ship. Uh, get this bonus reward if you crit. Um, and and you go on assignments. Hazards can show up. So you might go on assignment to go and do a diplomatic mission, but a hazard shows up and pirates attack. Uh, right? And that'll modify the scores that you need to succeed, yeah. but will also modify the rewards. What's okay. the worst that can happen when you fail? Like when you lose? Um, you don't lose, but when ships go on assignments, they have to go back for repairs. Okay? okay. And the larger ships, the more powerful ships, take longer to repair than the smaller ships. So the small ships have a lot of value because you can keep sending them out much more often on assignments. Uh, 
and uh, because they're very quick to repair it, you know, matter of minutes, while the large ships could take much longer. There's no way to speed up the repair if you want. Uh, you could probably pay Dilithium to speed okay. up the repair if you like. I want to go back a second to talk about the story for season 11 and, sure. and the concept of the, involving the mirror universe. We have, actually have a question from, pardon if I destroy it, uh, Mustrum Rid. Cully Zero, and it's uh, he asks about the Thulians. Why can't you pronounce that? I dare go ahead, try it. <laughs> go. Mustrum Ridcully. Yeah, Mustrum I'm, I'm Ridcully. Mustrum Ridcully. Yeah, that was easy. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just, you know, um, no, that was completely impossible to pronounce. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to tease. <laughs> Troll. <laughs> so, um, Tholians, you think? Is that kind of what you, you we will We will definitely see Tholians, okay. and there's a very important reason why. So. Oh. I mean, they did play a big part during the yeah. you know, New Romulus, and you have the Zora Nebula. You know, yep. Right. It makes sense. Well, in the mirror stuff, they were they were trying to use those portals on New Kara. They were doing something. So. Sure. I'll, I'll be a little less coy about it. We know that the Tholians are always attracted to things that have anything to do with, with the mirror universe or with time travel, right? They're just kind of drawn to it like moths to a flame, right? You know, when you destroy a Tholian ship, a rift can open up and mirror universe ships can come through, right? right? And so, um, uh, and we know from like Enterprise that, you know, they 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 they, they tried to attack and get uh, that time travel ship, right? And we know that, that they were involved in Temporal Ambassador, right? As far as the, the you know, because they're, they're always at the nexus, they're always attracted to, this, to, to these sort of temporal and, and, and uh, mirror universe signatures. We think of the Tholians, although we've, we've, all, we've, been, we've been implicit about it but never explicit, that they don't really see the difference between our universe and the mirror universe. It's the same to them. They don't have a mirror equivalent. They are, they are the same. And so they don't really understand why everyone else is so duplicitous. And, uh, and they are very attracted to temporal anomalies like Moth to a Flame. You know, if you're following the story, there's a lot of... Um, temporal technologies that the Federation and the Klingons are getting involved in right now. And so there's a new era of like what to do with this kind of technology. And so that will have an effect in season 11 and, and going forward as well. Speaking of Tholians, yes. I have a friend, Sano, he's dying to know if we're ever going to get, get a playable, playable Tarantula Tholian Dreadnought. <laughs> Blink, if it's a yes. A, a, a playable, oh, oh, a playable, <laughs> a playable Tholian Dreadnought ship. Damn. Oh, I thought you meant playable Tholian. It's far more likely to get a playable Tholian dreadnought ship than a playable Tholian, right? So, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. Um. Oh, you were here first playable Tholian. That was erroneous, Rex. Anybody heard that? So, sticking with story, we've got a question from Patrick and Will meaningful, seeming choices be incorporated into future featured missions? with actual benefits and consequences to other missions in a season strength. This functionality act has been implemented in Foundry Authors. Uh, will it ever reach the guys that are paid to create content? Let, let, me, let me see if I... I'm not sure if I fully understood that. You're asking that, will we so, ever have stories that will have effects, your choices of effects in later missions? Yeah. Is that effectively so. what they're asking? The, yeah, that's what the... Probably not, to be fair. We always have the ability to do something like, you know, you might make a choice and then it might change the way the dialogue appears later on. But to actually have branching story story options about if you do this, you decide to, to kill them, then you get this sort of thing happen. If you decide to save them, then this sort of thing happens. Or if you go down path A, then these are results really really hard in an MMO 
and it makes it really unsustainable to kind of continue to deliver the content that we're doing on a regular basis because if I have to build something that you do here and then this choice gives you this result, this choice gives you this result, then I need to remember that years later or, or, or whatever later that then I have to build two results you know, or more in the other content and the more that that starts snowballing, the more that we have to build I mean, it takes six weeks to build, you know, just to build a particular episode. Six weeks with an artist, six weeks designer, including the weeks of preparing, designing ahead of time. And if we have to build too much branching stuff, then it just adds that much more to the development. And it's also stuff that players may not ever get to see again. And it also kind of makes it hard to maintain a complete storyline as far as, hey, if, if you killed them or you didn't kill them, what might be the results? And so. I, I don't think that we'll be in any real foreseeable future be able to do that in any large scale other than small choices, what, small now, text. What about, so I, I have very little concept of time. <laughs> how, um, between the featured episodes, there's typically how many weeks between the releases? About, right now, about four to five. About four to five weeks. So what about if at, with each featured episode at the end, there is like a like what we like what we saw with uh, the temple, where as the global uh, global actions progress the meter and people were rewarded. So if, in, we, if, if oh, mission, oh you mean you meant in you meant in Delta Recruit? In Delta Recruit, yes, I'm yeah. sorry. What if you know with the if X amount of people finish the featured episode in this way, the the stories this, this the the core of the next story is the same but with a slight twist. You know, like there's. Uh, we we build our we build our episodes like like we're almost done with 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 season eleven right you know the next couple episodes of season ten point five are done and then we're already starting to work on the next season so we would not be able to react fast enough to see what it is on we would have to build both and decide which relation that would not really be feasible I mean the bottom line is is that if we're going to build multiple outcomes we have to build multiple outcomes and the more interesting that will be is the more expensive it will be and and some of it would be throwaway because people would just never get to experience it unless they played it twice and chose a different path and then what would we do for the ramifications for the next episode so so we have done some things sometimes where like if you completed a mission like for instance if you completed the doomsday mission one of the early missions and then you play delta rising one of the characters that uh, then you first get onto Tuvox, uh, onto, onto Voyager, recognizes you whether you've completed that mission or not. If you didn't, you get a different dialogue. So we get some things like that. So there's probably been more things in the game that's happened that people may not have realized based on some, some certain, certain text choices or certain story choices they've completed. But that's about as much as you could probably expect from Star Trek Online. With the Ferengi, if you played the first Aaron Eisenberg that featured episode called? Uh, the first one? Oh, the first one. Know. If you play with the Ferengi, you get a different option. Yes. You get a special option. There are sometimes you play yeah. as a Ferengi, you play as a Vulcan, you'll get different options yeah. and that so will change based on your character choices. In in one of the, um, I can remember in one of the uh, uh, Davidian arcs, if you, and you, and you when you're back on, I think, on, on the station in TOS era, you can sneak up the guy and you can kind of knock him out. If you're a Vulcan, you can choose Mirror Prince instead to knock him out. Oh, right. I, I like yeah. And if you have a feline supplement, I've always took it out. If you get the feline supplement food, if you're a Cation, you get like a huge buff. Really? <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. that's cool. It looks like a question just popped in from a Sparky Mark 88. Sparky Mark? Um, <laughs> um, any um, hints, like, since there's all this, um, we're going to be playing all this cool 
mirror content. We're gonna be in the Badlands. There's a zone. Are we gonna have a new rep and like any hints on what yeah, that might be? Yeah, there'll be a rep associated with with the, okay, the mirror cool. universe. Nice. The rep will actually be. I think I'll stop until she stops talking. Okay. The rep is yes. There'll be a rep. There'll be a, a mirror. Uh, a rep related to the mirror universe that you'll be able to earn marks in the queues and in the cool. battle zone. The the rep is actually it's technology from the um, from House Peg. Oh, nice. Cool. Right? So, there there the, the uh, if you remember House Peg yep. from the. Uh, from the last episode, so yeah, that's that's the rep. I, I don't think we have an official name for it yet, but okay. it's basically that. Cool. Yeah. And um, RK Burdett wants to know: Can we look forward to new weapon types? What do you mean by weapon types? I mean, you want new weapons? We go always making new weapons. No new energy types, if that's what they mean. Yeah, I think that's what they mean. But no, I mean that just that makes it really difficult adding new energy types, and then all of a sudden everybody's armor is just obsolete. Oh, I think like we have like radiant anti-proton. Yeah, and, like, we do that. Like that. Absolutely. They'll be new. Yeah, and, absolutely. Okay. We always do stuff like that. Yeah. Got it. So it seems like just yesterday that tier six ships came out. Yeah. Are you guys already talking about tier seven? No. Only for the corny. Only for yeah, the, the tier seven corny. Zeronius Rex. Professional everyone. troll. <laughs> By Indeed. day, Indeed. <laughs> producer also by day. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh, I, I don't foresee uh, tier seven ships in the near on the near on the near horizon at all. We still have a lot of tier six ships uh, in, to fill the inventory in the cop. You know of that stuff. A lot of things that we still want to want to explore. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of gaps still there yeah. to, to get to, and I don't think we'll be raising the level cap anytime soon. Well, Maria, since we have you here. Hi. Do you mind if we ask you a few questions? I would love nothing more than to answer questions. All right, let's. Uh, can I, hopefully, you guys I can, can hear her well. Oh my gosh, every, it's musical chairs, guys. It's musical chairs. Imagine the Benny Hill music playing. No, 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 it's cool. You can share with me. So uh, we we of course got several questions about the foundry. Right. Uh, why don't we first kind of get a bit of an overview? What uh, what plans are there for the foundry? Maybe with season eleven. Uh, or just in the future in general? Right now, uh, what you can expect is that we'll continue to add new assets to it. We don't, um, we don't have here, any... Here, here, here's Zero's music. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. So we don't have any current plans that I could talk about for new features for it. It's something that we always want to do, but... Um, Nothing currently on the schedule. I can't say what's coming up in the longer term, but for season 11, it'll be new assets like NPC groups and costumes and props and maps and such. Anytime we introduce new critter groups and new maps, we critter groups you get usually get them in pretty fast. Yeah. When the new critter groups get in. Um, art assets usually take a little longer, like new maps take a lot longer, right? But usually, well, I learned how to do that. So you're starting to get those in pretty quickly. I'm right? trying. Yeah. Not pretty quickly, but, but eventually. Within reasonable amount of time. Yeah. In, 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 in uh, Not in Al time, but in Maria time, which is much faster. In Valve time. In Valve time. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, go ahead. Why don't you take yeah. the next question? Um, I'm going to mess this one up. Casts Bug C. Casts Bug C. Casts Bug C asks, since you're here, what as a community can we the players do in order to bring more focus on the foundry as such, make it a higher priority for update and import of options from say Neverwinter? Um I would say a Kickstarter. 
No, he's joking because we wouldn't be able to take it since we're an established company. Um, but seriously, just keep using it. Um, un unfortunately, right now, we are not in a position to have our software guys move stuff from um, Never Neverwinter to Star Trek. It seems, I know it seems to a lot of people it would be trivial, but it's actually not. Uh, they have, when it comes to the Foundry, they have an entirely different code base than we do. So everything has to kind of be almost rewritten for Star Trek because we have the concept of space and ground and Neverwinter doesn't. So they don't have to worry about, you know, what, is this a, a space animation or effect or is this a ground animation or effect? Like when we originally got patrols, it did not take the y-axis into account and so they they would just like end up spiraling upward forever which was not useful I, I, we got that fixed and we got that in but stuff like that so we do what we can when we can but uh just keep going okay sorry <laughs> there's cameras in my face you guys i don't even um but right now i don't foresee any software time in the immediate immediate future it all depends on what we need for our coming updates. If it turns out that they're lighter on technical re requirements that we need new code for, then we will have the time to dedicate to that. So it's give and take. So we've been talking a little bit about code and, and obviously the, the differences. There's a little bit of an elephant in the room regarding some lag issues that players are yeah, experiencing. Yeah, um, I mean, it's not really an elephant. No, no, it's not. <laughs> like, it's like Mr. Snuffleupagus. Okay, okay. Um, I like him. I know. It's really it's not that bad anymore, is it? So, um, the, the deal is, we I, I posted about this on um, Twitter and on Reddit, and then I know Morgan Laughing Trendy posted about it on our forums. Basically, we've identified a few areas where uh, there are likely problem spots that we are kind of like tearing down, if you will. So the one of the big things is that we have a lot of our abilities, like captain abilities, bridge officer abilities, that were unfortunately built and thus like ping our servers, if you will, every tick, which would be like every frame that the server's going. Now, is this this is fairly is this a new issue? This is something. No, you know what it is. It's a it's it's scale, right? So it, it, if you think about it more, it's like the cam the the straw that broke the camel's back, or as I said, as our CTO would say, death by a thousand paper cuts, because it, it's not like. Right. Any one thing was critical. It's just that we had a growing number of these abilities that are having this problem. So we just actually, yesterday on Tribble, put out the first set of fixes. So that was something like 600 different powers that we had to adjust. And then also, like, my the uh, graphics guys made a fix for some people were getting a crash on the um, black loading screen and that is fixed knock on wood which I have a, actually a bit of confidence in because we identified exactly what's going wrong right. and that's actually the first that's the hardest part. Admitting you have a problem is the first yeah, step. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, identifying the problem and like figuring out exactly where things are going wrong is actually quite difficult a lot of the time. So it may seem like you guys just like it's crashing. Why? I mean, 
here's here's what happens. But like identifying like, okay, well, what's causing that? And it had to do with like things trying to call things before they were ready sometimes, but only in certain situations. And it's like, okay. So we've been seeing tweets, you know, like things that have been crossed out on the long mm -hmm. sheets of paper. Is is a team focused on doing this, or is it kind of like I, it's part of the? It's no, part of the day. I, I want to emphasize that. This is not a team priority. This is a company priority. Yeah. Okay. We have we have top men working on this, right? Top so, men. Top men. So it's not just a SEO team. We have the core developer and lead technical design, lead technical engineers working on this project. Now there are some things like the, the list you saw, like all those powers the system team is working on, re-architecting some of the powers with some new technologies to increase the performance. But uh, yeah, we have like. We have uh, uh, Shannon Pazniewski who's was like been with the company, I would say longer than me, but he left for a spell to go on a, on a uh, uh, took like took a, a sabbatical, a leave of absence. But he was here since before I was. And he was one of the original architects, even on City of Heroes. So he is a very seasoned uh, uh, engineer at, uh, at the company, and so he's he's working on it. And um, so this is we know it's an issue. It's not an issue globally in the game. It's certainly in, in, in it's, it's more seen more in some maps than others, but. Um, this is an all-hands-on-deck issue. We take it very seriously, and uh, we're working really hard. And it's also not something that it's going to be a magic bullet necessarily. Right, right? right. It's not like you're going to log in one day and all of it's going to be cleared. Because there's no other, like Maria said, it's death by a thousand paper cuts. So, okay, we need to improve this graphics thing, this powers thing, this yeah. engineering thing. And so all these come out, things will get better and better and better. And then probably you'll just see, wow, you'll just... Just realize day, that it's like yeah, not even an issue anymore. It's kind of like when you watch a friend gain or lose weight. If you see them every day, you don't notice. But then you see them like six months later, and you're like, "Whoa, wow!" So we're hoping it'll 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 be like that. I mean, it'd be great if it was like magic, everything's fine. But I, I we're making incremental fixes, and we're releasing them that way too. We're not waiting till we have a bunch to just make it better because that's silly. So as we get fixes, we're putting them out. The only thing is, like, you make a change that affects 600 powers. It's a little bit scary. Uh, <laughs> you know, things could go wrong. That's the other problem that everyone in software development has, is you fix one thing, but you either create another, or what actually happens more likely is that you reveal another issue. Right. So, hopefully we're not doing that. I, I have confidence in our guys, though. So... so um when Steven D'Angelo was producing, was executive producer, yeah, executive yeah. producer of Star Trek Online, you know, it, it seemed that his mantra was quality of life fixes. Um, how, is that still, you know, do you still keep that in mind? Oh, and yeah, and what, yeah. what are things that you're like looking at to try to? Improve? Well, every time we every time we, we make new content, like another season, we always want to add something new, yeah. and we always want to go back and touch something. And the best example is that of revamping the Cardassian art, right? right? Um, uh, and, and so. Sometimes it's technology, sometimes performance, but sometimes it's, it's feature and gameplay. So we always want to make sure that we're we're not just making the game bigger and better; that we're bringing the watermark up, right? right. Whatever the right, I'm not sure if that's the right analogy, but you know, we're bringing the quality of other stuff up along with it. And that's just something that will just never end, right? Because eventually, the leapfrog. We're already talking now about remastering, say, you know, the uh, the Breen arc, right? Um, which was like our first featured series, and that was amazing. And now, not and and now it's the least, you know, it's better than it, our you know, original content. It was amazing at the time, but now we have an even higher quality bar. So we're talking about, well, maybe we'll revamp that next, right? And that sort of thing. And the same thing with, you know, you know, revamping, you know, skill updates or or crafting updates or whatever. 
that's just that's one of the things that he was just always make sure you go back and don't forget the old stuff don't we call it says like don't forget about your orphans yeah and, and actually the way we develop we will schedule uh, chunks of time for certain tasks and then between each of these there's like a week or so of unscheduled time that we use for mostly ice cream yeah I was gonna say like yeah ice cream <laughs> but also like what we say polish and bug fixes so um, our a good, great example is our carriage artist Joe Jing who is slowly but surely improving all the Klingon character assets so that's like his like that's something he took on himself because he really wanted to do it he's passionate about making trying to give the best you know space barbie experience to everyone and so he we you know the two of us work together it's like how much time is this going to take and it's like okay well we can't dedicate all that right now but as we have time we'll just start, keep working on it and keep taking away at it so you know and um Bordicus, Jeremy, he also does that with powers. Like he's always like cleaning he is stuff out. Always doing that. I don't know how he has time to do that. He has work done, but he does it all the time. He's a machine. Yeah. Um, and uh, you, you bring that up with the art. Um, Thomas the cat. Oh yeah, yeah. He does it all the time. Like like he just did the tier six Alita class, which is the tier six version of excuse me version of the Akira, uh, the Alita, which I think that was your name. Yeah. Continuing the tradition of anime names for for the Akira class ships, but he rebuilt the original Akira from yeah. scratch and it's so much more IP accurate now yeah on so, his yeah, own time on yeah, his own time and so um, so yeah we keep doing so I mean sometimes it's small and sometimes it's pretty sometimes it's, it's big like a skill revamp or something yeah do you have Brandon Mark you guys yeah go ahead okay we get a lot of questions about no win scenario when is it coming back the hardest question this is this this is important I really I really want to get this home to 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 the to the to priority one and to to the audience. The hardest question to ask me is when are you going to do bleh? when are we gonna get uh, Klingon science ship? When are we gonna get PvP? When are we gonna get crafting revamp? When are we gonna get no win scenario? I will never have a true answer for those questions. And um, because what we have is we have we build a strategy about what we're going to do for the for the seasons for the stories for the you know for the features first first kind of motivated by business metrics and what do we have to hit and then by you know what what we think the game needs is help do we need do we need microtransaction help do we need retention help do we need acquisition help and we were happy to make sure we hit those beats now we have a huge we always have a huge <laughs> list banner fell on our head it was really comical yeah. Oh my God. A huge list. So we have a huge list of things that we've always that we want to do the game, such as that's that that's one of them, right? So are things like skill revamps I've talked about, or crafting updates, or first officer system, or or whatever. Or um, and when we're building the, the 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 schedule out and the plans that we want to do, we say, okay, we have some time. What could we do here? Or we really need a retention thing. What could we what could we pull from that wish list of things that we wanted and put in the schedule here? And I never know when that's going to happen, right? And so I can never answer the question when it's going to happen. And then the flip side, when I know it's going to happen, and I know that we're going to do, oh, we're going to redo uh, no one scenario here for season 12 or whatever. I'm just making something up. That's not really what's happening. When that happens, I can't tell you either <laughs> because it's going to be a surprise when we do the press announcement of what's coming next. So, so I always understand that there's a lot of things that are personal that are really important, like that people really want. 
They yeah. missed that, yeah. or they want more PvP, or they want more crafting updates, or or another holding, or whatever it is that they want. And we're very, very keenly aware of all these needs and desires. But I, I that's that's just always a really hard question uh, to answer. The easiest thing I could, the easiest thing that I can answer, if you ask me something like, when am I going to get like? The, and it's like, we're not going to do it. Then I can say, yeah, you're probably never going to see that. I can usually answer that question. But if it's something like that, yeah, it's probably something we want to do. Um, I don't know. Also, um, generally, I do most of the scheduling, so... She never lets me do anything. Cool. So we know who to bribe? Is that the... This is a rare opportunity. It's not my fault, guys. It's, it's her fault. fault. Yeah. Oh. She doesn't production, let me do... She production does, really is the enemy of fun. Yeah, that's, 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 that's her job description. So, so <laughs> it's not my fault. Destroyer of fun. <laughs> yeah. So the Armada system has been has been released, and players are reporting a few bugs. Is there anything on on the radar for the Armada system that you guys want to look at, or improve upon, or develop further? I know our uh, one of, one of our programmers actually was making updates to it, fixes to it. Uh, either it was early this week or late last week, so I'm not sure when they'll make it out. You know, we want to test it pretty thoroughly, but it's something that. We are already working on, if you will. So we're trying to get all that done around the, you know, the super. See, oh no, it's not super secret. Around the software support we need for the Admiralty system. But yeah, we're always trying to. There, there is one thing I do want to add to the uh, Armada system that I don't know when it will happen, but uh, we talked about doing, and that's allowing cross factions on the Armada. Yeah. Uh, joining together. Um, it was not something we wanted to tackle for the launch of the Armada system. We wanted to make sure that let's just get the the safest you know thing out there, and let's make sure it works first. And there's a couple bugs, and we, we you know we took care of those, and um, continue to, to look at those. And once it's you know we're happy with the stability, we can look at how uh, insane it might be. So to allow that to happen. If that were to happen, currently the Armada has the three betas. Would there be a free fourth beta? How no. would that happen? No. So you would have to drop. Essentially, to try to bring in like a Klingon. Well, if, no, a lot if of, you're full, if, if you're full, yeah, you would have to drop to let some, let them in. Yeah, we're not. Um, You'd either have to kick someone, or they'd have to willingly leave. Because I'm thinking for, like, for instance, Priority One Fleet has the Klingon side, so we couldn't clearly. Well, bring so, so think of the structure of the tree. We have one alpha at the top, three betas below that, and then nine gammas below that. Right. Where would I put this one extra Klingon thing, or would I have to go to like? Alpha Beta uh, Delta or something like that, and then they would have, and all of a sudden it would become, or whatever that is, it wouldn't be wouldn't be fourteen, it would be three times three times nine more, right? It'd be twenty-seven more. But you wouldn't fleets. add the, the beta. You wouldn't add like a, a new beta slot. For if I add a new beta slot, then it wouldn't just be one beta. It would be one beta with three more ga gamma, so there would be four betas, right. and then all of a sudden it would be four at the bottom, so it'd be yeah. four times four, it'd be sixteen at the bottom, so it gets big really fast. Right. Um, so no. Now the system, to be fair, is designed to be scalable that way, but I don't think we have nearly enough data at all to figure out whether or not we want to expand either horizontally or vertically, like go depth to delta or go wide and go five wide instead of three wide. Um, that's that won't happen for a while until we see. I mean, till till our models shake out. So. Um, so that won't that that's not something we just arbitrarily throw one in or fifty in for. It changed the whole dynamic of all the maps. Can we talk about the plasma consoles? The what? Anything about that? Is that a Vorticus question? What, it's kind of him. What's plasma the question? Consoles, the what, like plasma doping issues or something? Yeah, what's the plans for it? Because I know it's temporarily been 
it no, adjust no, that, and then the, they're, the, gonna, they're gonna change it again later? The recent changes with the, um, the... Stuff we just had a meeting about? Yeah. No, 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 yeah. I don't know. We don't know what you're talking about. Well, no, I mean, we do, <laughs> but I can't speak well enough about it. And it was a conversation that, uh, who was it, Gorgonzola and Bordicus and I had with Salami Inferno, I love the, these names, um, while uh, Al was out. So uh, he is not totally on with what we discussed there. But it's like we are looking at trying to get it resolved quickly. Okay, it's just... So as a science player, I didn't understand what I was doing at first when I started playing the game. I didn't know that science was supposed to be um, tanks or whatever. I, I just wanted to have the chief medical officer thing going on. Right, right. But I also want to do DPS because oh. I like the faster you kill things, the less you DPS, have to you, kill. You want, you want anti-proton then. Anti-proton, crit but those science consoles were incredible. And that actually rewarded science captains or people who science ships. But now, I don't, I, you know. Like are you talking about the bug where, where <laughs> it was, oh, okay, I know. Are you talking about the bug where the stacking, they're doing the stacking damage? And people the trillions get, of damage. The trillions of damage, so is that the issue we're talking about? And then oh, okay. there was this, uh, the other part of it. Okay, where, I, I remember there was basically was, an issue that it was it was buffing it was itself. several times. Yeah, yeah. and so yeah. I don't know where it finally landed. Well, it's basically in you plan to make it. You're trying to make it fair and balanced. <laughs> so that science captains can be fair and balanced with tactical captains like that? that? That sounds good. We'll make it fun. Come on, nobody's as good as tactical captains. Mark and Brandon are going to be stepping away for uh, for now. Brandon, Mark, thank you so much for stopping by. It's been fantastic. I mean, we have, we'll have more opportunities to, to chat, of Definitely. course. We have another day. Mm -hmm. Of the convention here, so thank you again. Thank you guys no, for having us. Bye guys. Thanks guys. Thanks for introducing me to the podcasting world. <laughs> second interview. Yeah, there. I was their second interview, and they were my first podcast. Hearts. Yep. Hearts. Yep. Hearts. And he brought me candy. This the Mark guy right here. Candy. I take no responsibility for any sugar-related injuries. <laughs> this is from Hollow Frog. Can we have space BBEQs in the future without time gate? Because a lot of people don't like the time gate thing. Is that going to Time be gates are not my favorite objective means as well either. Um, you know, I'll I'll be I'll be honest. It's sometimes the the easiest one to implement, but it's actually not even the easiest to balance. So um, to answer the question directly, yes, yes, we should strive to do less of that and more of other objectives. And as a matter of fact. Um, does the, new, does the new DS9Q have a time objective on it? I know it has some really good non-time objectives in it. Is the question about the objectives being timed, or is it about the cooldown? The, the space PVEQs. Right, but is it the, With, like, when you leave, you can't do it for 20 minutes? Oh, or this is, is this it? Is, no, it's saying, like, like you know, when you out. go into, like, the mirror, like, the mirror invasion was timed, like, it was... Like, different even phases? Even if you killed everything, you had to, like, wait, like, five oh, minutes? Oh, that's a bug. Oh, that we it? Yeah, that's a bug that we are working on fixing. Just for the record. Okay. So that was not intentional. So if you complete the objective and you still have time left, I just talked about it's, it's, it's supposed so to go to the next that, phase, and we have to get software investigating why it's not working. So something we're doing because that is silly and unfortunate. <laughs> so 
We heard the unfortunate, well, sort of unfortunate. No, it's unfortunate. It is. It is unfortunate that, that Christine Thompson has moved on. Um, she's a fool. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, she's great, and we're going to miss her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, I mean, she's done so much work in writing for the last five years of Star Trek yeah. online. What... Um, what are you looking for? You know, what, 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 you know, in terms of, you, so you've been working with a writer for five years now. Yep. Now you have to consider trying to find somebody new. What are you hoping to find out of this person? Or, or what, what kind of stories or narratives are you hoping to be uh, well, looking for? Well, you know, Christine was an amazing writer and she's going to be sorely missed. Um, she worked with us for over eight years, and I think she wrote something like four million words in Star Trek Online. Um, and um, so, you know, she definitely would be hard to replace. Um, but you know, she was the lead writer. But to be clear, she's not the only writer in Star Trek Online, right? We have a team of content uh, designers who who do a lot of the writing. They've done published work in, uh, in, in not only just for the blogs and short stories, or, but also in Star Trek magazine. So Kate Bankson, for instance. Kate Bankson, Jesse Heinings is, is, a, is a published writer. He's made published work, including Star Trek, uh, Star Trek fan fiction. He's even written a pilot, uh, not a pilot, but episode, uh, more than one episode of proposals to CBS. So we have a lot of accomplished talent as well as Star Trek talent. And a lot of our stories come, the stories largely come from the leads, right? And then the writers, like Christine, really flesh out the characters and the dialogue. So. You know, it's unfortunate this happens in the industry. People come and people go, but but you know, no one's an island. No one, you know, and and if I was to leave, there is lots of talent that would ever fill that in, and, and we have plans for that sort of stuff. And so, but you know, she put a lot. She did a lot of work. Christine, like I said, she would take the stories that the leads would 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 make, and then she would make a dialogue out of it. She'd bring the characters, uh, bring in the characters that were right, and, and make a background for them, and then she would she would then manage the voiceover. Uh, process, bringing those out, talking, uh, bring, bringing notes and bringing that to the sessions and, and managing that process. So we're looking for someone who, first and foremost, is, is a huge Star Trek fan, has a huge amount of Star Trek knowledge, preferably someone who also has a huge amount of Star Trek online knowledge, um, because there's a lot of story in Star Trek online to know. We would like someone who has published work, either with, with or without, with or within, uh, with, with or without video games, uh, preferably someone who has worked in, in, in story writing and content development in story games, and also someone who would be great if someone knows Foundry content as well and has done found, has published Foundry missions and is just a, and is a gamer and a star, and um, and so you know that's that's a lot. Hi, Aaron. Oh, no, 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 no. Are you should come around. Come on, Aaron. No, come on, you say hi. We're only we're only live on audio. <laughs> this is, yeah, go the Hero Three. But this is, we're not streaming, this is for posterity we're recording, but come around and join us. You guys, Nob has entered the building. <laughs> That's now we need the amount of time. So anyway, if you're interested in the position, uh, please. Uh, I can stand it, it looks like I'm sitting. If you're interested in the position, um, we encourage you to apply. And uh, of course, previous gaming gaming uh, uh, professional experience would be most beneficial. So it's be that's that's a that's a tough uh, tough to get. So, Aaron, Al, <laughs> thanks for stopping by. Sure. Thanks for um, thanks for joining it. it and killing it on stage. You're, you're such a quippy, sharp humor. I, 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 I just it. think I'm obnoxious. No, and sometimes it, it pays off. That's awesome. <laughs>
it's been it's been a real pleasure getting to know you over the last few oh, months. Thanks, Al. And you're a genuine, you know, you're a real gentleman, and a, and it's been nice to. It's been oh, really it was great. fun. It was so it's much great. fun doing the voiceover. It was great. Yeah. I'm I'm never gonna I'm never gonna forget. So, so a few years ago, you were at the New Jersey. Oh, you're in for it. I'm bringing this up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, you were at the New Jersey uh, Cherry Hill convention, uh -huh. and we, I, I was able to speak with you for a little bit, and we brought up Star Trek Online. Uh -huh. I brought it up to you, and I remember you telling me that you were a WoW player. Yes. And I, I was like, oh man, he needs to get on a Star Trek Online. And yes. now, now uh, you've uh, you've provided your talent, and, and thank you. It, it was phenomenal. What a phenomenal story, and, and, oh, and you just yeah. went right back into the role. Really great. Well, really yeah, great. it was great. I mean, I did the voiceover, and I had my teeth, so that was fun. So that made uh, the voice easier to do, so to speak. And, uh, you know, we went down in there, and we, and we did it. And it was funny, because I did the first line. Who was uh, Stephanie? Was it yeah. Stephanie Christine. that was in there? Christine. Christine. Yeah. Christine was in with me. Oh, you can't hear me very well, so I'll, I'll, I will sit. I'll, I'll sit in there. Okay, let's do it. And uh, Christine was. Um, so I did the first line, and Christine goes, "Can can you act?" <laughs> and I went, "Oh, okay." So I'm, I'm a little subdued right now. Okay, so I'll go for it. And then after that, it was fine. It was smooth sailing after that for the most part. And uh, my girlfriend Melissa was there, and she was in there going like this. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So. I had at least somebody I could trust to tell me it was uh, it's going well. And it seemed to be well received, and then we did the live stream, and <laughs> she was going, oh, you're exploding. Oh, you should see what's going on over here on, you know, oh, yeah. online. And yeah, she, was, she was on Twitter. Yeah. So it seemed like everyone had a really good time with this, so I was really excited. It was a, a real, it was a nice way of introducing you into the story, getting you involved, and, yeah. of course, having the talent. So. And next week, you've got a really great episode coming up that's just going to be really really powerful the, the yeah. next episode called butterfly that comes out next week sounds um, so strong butterfly yeah We've got a real powerful episode real called powerful butterfly, butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> there's that humor again <laughs> next week go play but, uh, butterfly. i hope to i hope to make you cry a little next week so with butterfly, with butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> so you so hold on a second you still have the teeth you still have the molds I do still have the teeth. Yeah. If I knew I was coming right here, I would have wore them right now. Ah. <laughs> They're pretty nasty. She she uh, she runs away when I put them on. Most ah. women do. <laughs> they, they look pretty nasty. Pretty nasty looking. So, did you feel like, you know, I mean, of course there's that initial nerve, nervousness as any craftsman and actor kind of getting back into no, the role. No, I didn't did feel you? nervous at all no? getting into the role, yeah. No, was, I mean, like a glove? Yeah, it was. Good, it was like good. love. I, done it, I mean, I've, I've done it over the conventions, you know, with, right. with Gideon Ramanog, and the character's still there, and yeah. it was actually just real, real nice to revisit him. Nice. Real nice. And the, you know what was really fun was the live stream. We went up, when I went up north, we did the live stream. Everybody had such a good time. She was in there in the live stream, and then somebody, um, huh? Yeah, yeah. She was. She couldn't stop dancing for me. I was getting. I was, it's a good thing she couldn't see me blush. Um, <laughs> Uh, see, now I can't even concentrate on what I'm talking about. Um, it's not safe all these, here. But it was fun, though, because we had this guy, I, I don't know if I'm rehashing his story, but Phil. Yeah. You know, <laughs> one job, Phil. One job, Phil. And he was supposed to protect me in the game, because I, I don't know how to play Star Trek Online very well. I played it that afternoon to kind of get a little bit of a feel for it, but I hadn't had time to really play it. So Phil was uh, a more experienced player who was in our group who was supposed to, you know, protect me. But some, some players hijacked our, our group and jumped in, 
So then when we went into the mission, they were in there, so all the NPCs were their level, which was, what, 20 levels higher? Yeah. So they just wiped us out. I'm like, Phil, what's up, man? You had one job, Phil. Protect me. And then all the people online were hashtagging one job, Phil. Good job, Phil. Way to keep them alive. So poor Phil was back in the office going, oh, my God. Actually, I don't know what he was doing, but I like to pretend he was, like, freaking out going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Many hashtags were made that. Yeah, yeah. It was very funny. But then he had Some redemption. Some will not be spoken of. <laughs> but then he was redeemed, and then he, he did well. And then they're like, uh, redemption for Phil. Hashtag redemption for Phil. It was very yeah. fun. Yeah. We had a really good time with that People Twitch People made memes about that. So like, <laughs> have they really? Yeah, so I'll, have to, I'll tweet you one of them. Oh, yeah. Oh. Please do. Oh, that's funny. Or if anybody has the meme, you can tweet Aaron Eisenberg. Yeah. Yeah, just. I think it's yeah, A R O N E I S E N B E R G, right? I think that's my. Uh, I don't use Twitter as much as Facebook, so I'm trying to. She actually, because she, I see her tweet, I'm like, oh, okay, I can say something, or I'll connect. They they keep retweeting, or yeah, that's all I keep reconnecting to. I don't. I, I'm trying to use Twitter more. I use Facebook more, but it's I a different use means. Twitter. It's a, yeah. I, I I use Twitter for more of just um, just getting. Especially for Star Trek Online, just getting quick bits of information. Yeah, uh, Facebook is Facebook is far more personal. I'm right? not. I don't even have a Facebook account, which is probably why I'm on Twitter. <laughs> Aaron, you have your own table, right? You're, you're, you've been I actually, yeah, I brought my table from home. Okay, it's All a right, table nice. that they. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have, have people been coming up to you talking about Star Trek Only Online? Only about five people okay. came up to me. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you're easy. You're real easy. <laughs> no, I, no, I, just, I just don't, just don't face. Well, I heard you were easy though. Hey, hey! I'm here for five more minutes. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, people have. They've uh, several people have come up and, and complimented me on the on the game, and it's awesome. And and I heard someone came up. I think Nick came up and said, "People are coming here all day, going play for Ferengi, play for Ferengi." So funny. Sit down and play for Ferengi. Because I was goofing on on on, on a speaker yeah. yesterday. They yeah, were asking you're about all, you're trolling all the questions and saying when, can I, when are we going to get this, this race or something? I can't remember what the question was. It's like, yeah. What else would you play but a Ferengi? Play a Ferengi. Play for, sit down. You sit down. You can go play Ferengi. Yes. Sit down. And if you didn't watch it, he's in full makeup because you oh, rushed right. you out yeah. of the photo yeah. shoot. Yeah. That's so, right. So you went from on stage yeah. right to the photo shoot and then right back to on stage again yeah. in full makeup. Probably must have just you had that on for hours. No, that wasn't that much time. That was fine. It was fine. It wasn't. John John puts it on well, so it doesn't feel like it's. It was fine. It was fun to do that, and hopefully it was fun for. Um, it was fun for, for me. your panel. It was, a, it was certainly uh, yeah, yeah. something I'll remember the rest yeah. of my life. It was really, really certainly. I mean, it's a big deal for me, right? Because I'm uh, still. So. I mean, I consider you a friend, but I'm still a huge fan. Right? But, it, but if I ever do a voiceover again, I'm not putting all the makeup on for the voiceover. Just so you know. Uh, I, I, <laughs> that would be funny. Would I gotta be, put the makeup on for the voiceover. You gotta be I a have character. to. John, you gotta come down. I gotta do it all. It's the Daniel Day. You're not on yes. camera. Yeah, you're not on camera. <laughs> yeah, next time you're going to have to actually spend time on DS9. <laughs> I got to do it at Paramount. I got to be on the stage. <laughs> My God, he's got so many demands. <laughs> How do you like the story that was written for you? Oh, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I think I misspelled one of the, uh, one of the, uh, I mispronounced, I mean, one of the, Chronotons? Uh, yeah. Chronotrons. Chronotrons. No, no, even you did too. Chronotrons. You said chronoton just now. That's how you're supposed to say it. Chronoton, yeah, it's chronoton. Oh. No, chronoton <laughs> is the brain. I was so excited. Oh, Alina Zander messed up. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's chronoton. But 
There was an R in that script. That's that, that's probably true. But, but but it is it is now canon. That's how Ferengi say Chronicon. That's canon. It's like Human. Oh, changed. Right? Well, that's what someone did to defend yeah, me. But right. I was like, that's so. But you um, said it. Aaron said it. It's now canon. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But there is something you have to fix in the game. What's we we that? fixed it. Oh, you did? Yes. No, oh, what is this? Be like an add-on later, like you get the, another next mission. The, 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 yeah. the, the original yeah, release. Yeah, they didn't have the blooper. Oh, you have the wiggle. Oh, I thought you were talking no, about the, oh, okay. the, the, I didn't talk about the blooper. Yeah. It was a blooper. We had a little bit, like, part of your voiceover went out with you, like, oh, at yeah, the yeah. end of the yeah. line, and we're like, how did that go, guys? Yeah. <laughs> and that didn't, that, that, and like, that didn't get cut out. I think you should have kept that. I think you should have kept that. But, yeah, the Ferengi dance. Doesn't have the butt wiggle, wiggle, which apparently right. you invented. I noticed that at wiggle. the live stream when we were doing the live stream. I'm like, you're missing something on the dance. I'm like, oh, you're missing the ass wiggling. Yeah. Uh, and that makes it the Ferengi love dance. Yeah. Right. So that's what we decided to do. Yeah. And we were saying you should do that. And they do the when they succeed at the next mission. They get the then love they dance. get the love dance. So they have the Ferengi dance and they have the Ferengi love dance. We're, we're so when you do the butt wiggle, you attract all the women. Huh? Oh, there wasn't any time. There's time now. No, there's no time now. <laughs> there's none whatsoever. As a matter of fact, I gotta go. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, but I don't know. Are you gonna do that and be able to add that in? Yeah, absolutely. We'll okay. get the button That'll be fun. That'll I, I, be fun. I talked with Steve about it, our animator. I don't remember what what happened. I had to follow back up with him again. Okay. It's cool. We'll make it happen. Okay, thanks. Yeah. It's just not the same without it. No, it's not. It's just not. <laughs> It's really not. Because it's just, then it's just the Ferengi dance. Yeah, it's right. just, yeah. You need the love dance. This is yeah. just like the first part of Thriller. <laughs> Everybody in our chat is very excited to have you. They're all like, human, oh. Ferengi dance, hashtag Ferengi, Ferengi dance. And everybody's loving it. So. It should be hashtag play a Ferengi. Play a Ferengi. Oh, yeah. yeah. Play a Ferengi. Ferengi. Thank you, guys. It's a pleasure to be there. To be here. Yes. Yeah. So thank you to all the, everyone in there. Where is, is this on, where is this on right now? So this is on PriorityOnePodcast.com. Oh, are these the guys that I was try, I was in yeah, touch yeah. with? Yes, 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 yes. So yes, we, yes. Added, we did so it. So we did it. We succeeded. Yes. Yes. I was thinking about it yesterday that I neglected to respond to the emails. I've been busy and you said, well, maybe we'll do it this weekend. I'm like, oh, okay, good. We'll do it this weekend. And then I didn't hear from you guys or I didn't respond either. Get back to you. And then I was thinking about it yesterday. Oh, I wonder if they're here. So, so now yes, we did it. Yes, we did it. We did it. Oh, good. Score. I didn't even realize paradigms. that. <laughs> I succeeded in. Okay, good. Perfect. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Can, oh, okay, great. You can cross that off your bucket list now. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I can sleep tonight. <laughs> I can sleep tonight. Awesome. On the table that you brought. Yes. On the, On the table, table that, that I brought. brought from right. home. Yes. The one table that I have. Excellent, guys. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you thank for joining. You thank, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. All right, thanks. All right, thank you. Thank you very much. Very good. Very good. Thanks, Maria. Very good. Good to see you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Al. Thank you. Stop right. by. Thanks for your email. That's really what I came thank by to you. say. Oh, thank you. You're very welcome. Uh, very nice. It's very much my pleasure, Mike. Right. Definitely. Definitely. So, All right, guys. Have fun. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like not fair. I give her. Yeah, a I want to get. I want to get a picture. Oh, can we? Can, can we have a picture? <laughs> actually? Huh? Do you mind if we yeah, take a picture? Yeah. No, I don't mind at all. Thank you. All right. So two more. So two more questions. First is, is there anything in season eleven coming for lifetime subscribers? Uh, well, we're not denying no. them access. <laughs> right. They'll this is a lot easier. Just no. They, they will be able to play all of the content. We, uh, we're not cutting them off. 
As a lifetime subscriber, I just got a really warm, fuzzy feeling from that. Thank you, Zero. Yeah. You're, well, I, I guess I'm like the question, you know, the, the captain's table's play. still there and... Right. That'll be there. That'll be there. They will still... Uh, we're not taking away We just gave you stuff. a Tier 6 Chimera. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean... Come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> this, so let's rephrase that question. What have you done for us lately? Exactly. Um, now, what I have you done, you done lately? 500 zen a month stipend. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Monthly, even. Every exactly. 30 days. Yeah. We are okay. reminding you 500 times a month. That's more than once a day. That's more than twice a day. Wait, we just suddenly morphed into a Feed the Children commercial here. That's for more only than 10 500 a times a month we do this. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The answer to that is probably you can't say, right? Oh, I can say. Oh, you can. Yeah, we okay, will have... Ships? No, no. I, what I will say is there are more ships coming. Oh, and, okay. wait, they're usable in space. We will have some for the Federation, some for the Romulans, some for the Klingons. We're not giving and anything to Klingons. Have, Don't worry about it. No, they'll have weapons <laughs> slots for and aft. You'll be able to put bridge officers in them and... How about that crew? Puzzles. How about those crews? What, what's crew, going on with crews? Oh, I, I came up with a really, really great, great power involving the crew. They told me it was too macabre, but it was, it was uh, I call it the Romulan Gambit. If you've seen Balance of Terror. So what happens is you load all your debris and your crew into the torpedoes and shoot them out. And it cloaks you temporarily, it's in, in a placate. And then they told me that was too much like another power, but I said, but you you lower your crew, and you put them outside, and they didn't like that idea. <laughs> you know, I, I think outside the box, and I think it makes people uncomfortable. She thinks outside the airlock. The airlock, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, they airlock keep it coming, you guys. That, well, that they, they, they should know better than to be on my ship. <laughs> Well, no, seriously, is there any any plans on for the crew oh, system? Oh, I mean, we can't say. Are you kidding? Any uh, plans of what? No, for no. the crew, for the crew system on the ships. Oh, the crew system? I'm gonna take it out of the game. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. I don't. The the red bar, the red shirt bar. I think that um, it is a system that we never fully developed. Originally, it was supposed to be a system where um, uh, it was almost another meter, and you could allocate crew to say damage control versus uh, you know uh, maybe. Uh, um, what, what would you call it, like maintenance or, or, or um, diagnostics, it might give you a buff versus one thing. And so we never really fully developed that system, and um, I don't think most people kind of grok what is actually happening, that as your crew go down, your, your, you know, your regeneration rate goes down, and it's very subtle. And so it's just another piece of UI, another piece of complexity of the game that really isn't adding much. So it's always been on my plate to probably just remove the crew from the game. As opposed to adding to it, because I don't think we need any more complexity in Starship combat as it is. So, yeah. so I, I should probably just go. Again, I want to thank you, Al and Maria, for stopping. Well, we're next to each other. Thank you for coming on over <laughs> and chatting with us for so long about uh, about. We're going to charge you for mileage. Elijah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for talking about Season 11, about the panel. Of, you know, we had the opportunity of chatting with Aaron Eisenberg. So much to talk about. I'm sure the forums and the community is going to be buzzing. This will be available for download on Monday. You have, uh, and you you recorded the the panel, right? The panel is on our live stream. Uh, we record a live stream version, which is on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. And okay, so players can go now and check out the panel on your YouTube they, channel. They should be able and to watch yeah. that because I haven't seen it yet, so I'm looking forward to seeing it. And if you go to our, to course, StarTrekOnline.com, you can see the trailer teaser that we that we uh, showed 
at the panel, so you can see, see that if you haven't seen that yet already. Well, thank you again, and uh, I'm sure it won't be the thank last you. time we talk. Thank you yeah. for all that you do, and thank you for, for broadcasting our panel. We're very grateful for that. Thank and you. a special thank you to you listeners out there. This one's for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, again, uh, and you know, before we go, I do need to uh, thank the Priority One team back at home who are awesome. staying up super late, Kenna and Winters. It's pretty late for you guys over there, and I want to thank you so much for, for being available, for tweeting, for for all the work that you've been doing. You guys are doing a fantastic job at home and with the show on from week to week. So it's just been it's been great. Thank you so very much to everybody in the Priority One podcast team. Jerry Tillman, who does uh, our video editing. Uh, Henry Pomper, who did the beautiful graphics that you've been seeing on our table, our media kits, our banners. Lennon Rich, our web developer. I know, I know I'm missing people, and but... Um, yeah, no, without, honestly, you know, it's, um, it's a volunteer endeavor, as many of you know, and it wouldn't be possible without the global team that we have of, of uh, dedicated people with their talents. So, so thank you very much uh, to Kenna, to Winters, and the rest of the Priority One team, because you guys are, are awesome. And we have just debuted the first two episodes of our new show, On Screen. So if you haven't already checked it out, go to onscreenpodcast.com. You can download the first two episodes now available, and we want to know your feedback. It's our, our, our first two, and we want to know what you guys think about it. Hopefully, uh, you'll enjoy it, and it's easy for you guys to watch, so we really want your feedback on it. Please head on over to onscreenpodcast.com, subscribe, give it a listen. But uh, we'll, hopefully, we'll be back soon, and uh, again, stay in touch on Twitter and Facebook, and we'll keep you updated on all the happenings here at Star Trek Las Vegas 2015. Bye. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> now let's open hailing frequencies and see what's incoming. Message coming in, sir. Hailing frequencies. Open. See, we are getting to know each other. Well, admirals, we're at that part of the show where we open hailing frequencies for your incoming messages. Thank you all who gave us questions for the Las Vegas contingent to ask of the devs. We also had a few nice comments, which we'll share this week. Mark Hayes commented via email, Christine Thompson leaving as writer? Maybe Will Wheaton can take her place. He wasn't interested in voiceover work, but wanted to write for STO. Intriguing. That needs to happen. It needs to happen. I could see that. Yeah. He's a pretty amusing guy. I have watch tabletop ever... occasionally. And have you read his books? Because I've got three of his books. Not that I'm a total fangirl or anything. Uh, I definitely... No, but I, yeah. I, I read some of his blogs <laughs> about the TNG episodes, which were mm. pretty great. Yeah, the books are all really good, actually. And everyone should go and read them all. Sean Newboy wrote to us via email. Loved the show. Glad my suggestion helped. Keep up the great work, Bob. And thank you, Bob, for all of your help. I love it. And support. <laughs> At Cat the Lawyer mentioned us on Twitter... So excited to hear Winters co-hosting the Priority One podcast this week. Hope we get to hear from you more often. Each week, our social media channels are busy with your thoughts, opinions, and suggestions for the show. Please keep them coming. Reach out to us on facebook.com forward slash Priority One podcast. Follow us on Twitter at STO Priority One or shoot an email to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Well, that wraps up episode 234 of Priority One Podcast. We'd like to send a special thanks to our Patreon supporters, Isaiah Dorsch, Navy Boat Slough, Stephen Humphrey, and Lee Malian. Before we go, here's a reminder of this week's community question. What are your thoughts about Season 11, and what are you most looking forward to? 
Admirals, you know we love hearing from you. Let us know what you think of the show and submit your responses for our community question in the comments section on our site, on our Facebook page, or with a Twitter reply. Be sure to catch our episodes every Monday morning by pointing your podcast catchers to feeds.priorityonepodcast.com and stay in touch with us throughout the week by following our social media websites. Head over to facebook.com forward slash priority one podcast and give us a like or check us out on Twitter via at STO priority one. You can even join the priority one podcast chat in game. Just type forward slash channel underscore join space priority one. Admirals, we want to thank you for your ongoing support of priority one podcast. Thanks to our patrons. We've already hit our monthly running cost and thanks to geek nation tours. We can also bring you on-site coverage of the 2015 Star Trek Las Vegas convention from our own table at the convention hall. And don't forget to tune in to Priority One Productions' Guard Frequency podcast at guardfrequency.com, covering the ongoing development of Chris Roberts' upcoming space sim, Star Citizen. If you like this show, then listening to Guard Frequency is the logical choice. The Priority One fleet is recruiting, and there's never been a better time to join. If you're interested, just shoot us an email with your at handle and we'll be sure to send you an invite. The email is incoming at priorityonepodcast.com. And now you can become part of our Klingon Fleet Division, Warriors of Priority One. Today is a good day to join. Thanks to the entire team behind Priority One Podcast for their ongoing, dedicated, and consistent contributions over the years, including our executive producers, Elliot and Elijah our audio engineer, Michael McDonald, with audio assistance from Brandon Parker, Jake Morgan, and Asmaria Depost. Thanks to our graphic artists, Romulan Ale and Jason Smith. And if you enjoy our comics, the creator of our comic series, Jonathan Towery, can be commissioned at Towery Designs, that's T-O-W-R-Y designs, dot deviantart.com. Thanks to all our bloggers and their managing editor, L. To our foundry reviewer, Jake Morgan. To our video editor, Jerry Tillman, and to consultant Midnight Shadow 7 of Hollow Sweet Media for supporting this show. Thanks to the composer of our theme music, Chris Watts. Thanks to our syndication partners, Subspace Radio and Trek Radio. And most importantly, a big thanks to you, the STO community and our listeners, because without your ongoing support, none of this would be possible. Red alert. Ready phasers. Engage. some stuff that we don't know what it is yet so um this bit that i'm talking about right now is gonna get cut but i thought i'd just waffle on for a little bit because it's fun and there's people listening to the live stream and um yeah i'm gonna stop that now okay and as always before we wrap things up we'll open hailing frequencies for your incoming cookies (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> all right, all right. Who wrote that? <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> oh dear. I was trying to like be all cool and go from silly to serious, and then you were uh, it good. didn't work. I didn't even know that we required the acceptance of cookies. Yeah. Did you not? Okay. <laughs> And exclusively on our Facebook page, every month we'll be we'll be pummeling a new comic. Oh no, she's she's in the Burger King checkout line. She's in the drive-through window. The plasma explosion, the plasma explosion prize. Prosper explosion. Prosper explosion. Proc me some latinum. <laughs> Drives the swarmers crazy. Uh, someday I'll tell you the, the real life Ferengi story that I have, but not this day. Uh, okay. The plasma explosion. I did it again. <laughs> oh my god! This is beautiful. To do, to do, to. Spec points. Lovely little spec points. <laughs> you precious little spec points. Where are you? Before we go, here's a reminder of this week's community question, which hasn't been written yet. So, yeah. So we're Tune really reminding on... <laughs> our future selves to yeah, remind you. To remind us of the thing that happened. Um, yeah. This is like Tune in Hitchhikers the... <laughs> when they're talking about the special verb forms that get used at the restaurant at the end of the universe. Douglas Adams w fans know what's up. Winters, can you put some crickets in there, please? <laughs> Fantastic. I love that I have two people here from overseas and neither of them get a Douglas Adams reference. It's sad. It's sad, I tell you. Thank you, Emily. I, I do need a towel to mop up my tears. <laughs> well done, oh. Sybil. Oh, I knew I liked you. Admirals, we know we know <laughs> you love hearing from us. I don't know. Admirals, you know look <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's all right, that's all right. We've got this. We've got this. Hey, if we can't have Vegas, we gotta have a little fun, right? Yeah. Guard frequency rules OMG what the f oh, I can't say that, I'm sorry. <laughs> Bleep BBQ Oh, I've got it. What do you think? This is guard frequency talking like that? Oh, my gosh. I can't. I'm so sorry. I'm very... I apologize for my oversight. Oh, I feel like I could fly like the boy on the moon. So, honey, hold my hand. You like making me wait for it. I feel like I could die walking up to the room. Oh yeah, late night watching television. How'd we get in this position? I know, wait. Can't remember the words. <laughs> it's really good. It, it's, it's way too soon. I know this isn't love, but I need That's to tell one. you something. I need to tell you something. I really, 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 really like you. And I want you. Do you want me? Do you want me to? <laughs> it's really catchy. And yeah. have you seen the video for it? With or without music? <laughs> Both. <laughs> uh, the one with music is very good, but the one without music is even better. 
And the guy whoever's doing the Tom Hanks impression in that yes. is absolutely genius. <clears throat> I love the end as well with um, with Justin <laughs> Bieber. Yes. <laughs> Very good. <clears throat> Oh, yeah. Um, I can't so really do just... the high bits. I'm not very good at the high bits. That's cool. So you just did um, the chorus, and I think it's. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm not going to sing it, but oh, did I say too much? I'm so in my head when yeah. we're out of touch. I'm so in my head when we're out of touch. Out of touch. I really, 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 really like you. And I want you. Do you want me? Do you want me too? And then it goes. It's, it's the, like the everything you say is a sweet revelation. All I wanna do is get into your head. Oh. This is why I could never be a singer, because I can't remember the words. <laughs> yeah. Line. Um, <laughs> uh, who gave you eyes like that? Said you could keep them. I don't know how to act or if I should be leaving. I'm running out of time, going out of my mind. I need to tell you something. Yeah, and so Thanks. you've just found your instrument for the uh... For the yeah, but like thing. I said, I literally cannot sing with an instrument. It's like my brain just doesn't connect with my ears. Well, that's the good thing about us being proper musicians, right, Winters, is that we can just adjust whatever it is you're singing. <laughs> you, can just, you can just find the wandering key. Yeah, you know. <laughs> play, play along as it kind of wanders all over the register. Nope. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah.